Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Oh, boy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on for a lot of reasons. You know, one of the things that um, I haven't talked very much about, but will be talking about um, is an energy. And the energy is inspired. That's the word. And I think I got to give Jessica credit for that word as we were on the plane and we were coming back and, you know, uh, uh, just down to LA for a short trip, really struck by how many people, when you're flying like over the LA, right? You know, Pete and I, and Pete's my uh, very special uh, uh, guest today, Coach Pete uh, Cafarcio is joining me here today. Cafarcio is joining me here today. And one of the things I wanna say about Pete is that we we grew, we live in the Manhattan area. So let's just say Manhattan. But when you fly over Newark, you I, don't even comment on the Newark thing. But <laughs> when, Pete, I know you're like, why is she talking Newark? <laughs> but that's what people do. They fly over Newark and everybody thinks like Jersey is like Newark, right? Yep. And then they hit New York, all the lights, right? all the lights, all the, the shiny, even in the daytime, it's kind of spectacular. Don't you think coach? Uh, Pete? Absolutely. That's um, why we moved here. Yeah. LA is a little different because you're flying in to the LA and what happens is you get a glimpse of the mountains where people have their homes or whatever that is. But then you start to see house by house, by house, by house, by house. I could not believe, I mean, I went to school there, Pete, and I got to tell you, Coach Pete, I had to tell you, it was busy then. I just didn't know how many people you could put in a square mile, right? <laughs> and I thought about today's show, and I was thinking about this as we were flying in, whatever we were looking at, and I thought to myself, I know we're getting ready to talk about making the switch to your dream career today. And I am very interested in the work you do with other people about this, Coach Pete. Because one of the things that I know and have looked at in my life pretty much is how much I think I'm in control of something and how little I really am. But one thing for sure, you as the coach, you know, as somebody that helps people in corporate as well as individuals, you have years in high tech companies, you work for nonprofit. How does that even happen, by the way? How do you go from <laughs> high tech to nonprofit? I want to hear that story. Um, but you've run the gamut. And yet today, 
you're working with people on this very sticky, sticky issue, if I might say. And what is so sticky about the issue? What's sticky about the issue is the following. Believe it or not, many of you may or may not even want to think about what it means to make the switch to your dream career. That's what Pete's about. Pete, let's talk about this, Coach Pete, for a minute. And welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Oh, thanks. It's uh, it's a real privilege to be here. You know, whether you live in one of these big cities, and the reason that I brought it up is because if you're living in the big cities, sometimes you feel like you are invisible. Do you know what I mean, Pete? You live a- in Manhattan. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like, I'm never going to make a difference here. And then if you live in the Midwest, you're kind of thinking the same thing, but not for the same reason. Tell me about your career path, your journey, and what was going on for you? What were the things that you thought about as you move forward? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm a raising a lower class, uh, lower middle class, uh, large family. Uh, there's eight kids in my family and, uh, pretty much the career path. I was good at math and science. So the career path, my parents encouraged me on was, Hey, go be an engineer. So I did, I, I went to engineering school, paid for it myself, went to a private, uh, private school and got a bachelor's in civil and environmental engineering. Um, because it was good at math and science, it's a steady job, should always pay well. And I really, I only did that for two years out of college because I was bored stiff. I was stuck behind a desk, not enough people contact. And, uh, you know, and I just felt like my adult world was just closing and it said, this is what you're going to be sentenced to for the rest of your life. And um, at the same time, I was engaged, met the local girl, and we're still happily married. But um, I was looking, uh, an opportunity came our way. And we, we like tossed our career. She was at IBM. I was a, a budding engineer and uh, we took a 75% pay cut and went to work at a nonprofit ministry. We went to live in a large boarding home with like a hundred people taking care of people with mental illness, mental retardation, um, really living as a community. These were high functioning people. A lot of them had been homeless or maybe in the state hospital and we just invested ourselves there. We thought we'd do it for a year and a half. Two kids later, <laughs> and eight <laughs> years later, we were there for eight years. And I, uh, it was a great place because I got to a lot of try a lot of different things. And for people, young people, who want to know, oh, what's the right path for me? How do I follow my passion? You have to try a lot of different things. You have to try them on. And this was a great environment for us because I was a cook. I was cleaning toilets, I was mowing the grass, but what I wound up doing after just six months is I wound up doing their fundraising and public relations. And I had to learn it from scratch. No one at the organization had done it before. And it was just hand in glove. I fell right into it. And look at you now. And you know, the reason I wanted you to share this is because you and I have similar paths. When I moved to Seattle, Uh, I couldn't get a job here. And, you know, for a lot of reasons, but this is a very tight community here. Seattle is one of those little big cities or big little cities, right? Uh, But everybody knows everybody. And that's how things work here. And when you're new to Seattle, unless you come here for a job, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're kind of, you know, making your way. But I did the same thing you did. I volunteered in my first job. Right out of the gate, I lived on Capitol Hill, and I volunteered for what we called the Chicken Soup Brigade. And in the kitchen, 
stuff in Turkey. I mean, whatever that was to get food to people. How did that shape you? Right. I can only imagine, but I'd love to hear yeah. a bit about was, how you changed inside. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great question. It was a, it was a great community to be a part of. Um, the first thing I learned, we showed up to quote unquote, help people. And within a month you realize, OMG, I need help too. You know, <laughs> we all need each other. You, you realize your own brokenness and, yeah. and that community is so important to that. I think the other thing is, um, you know, I had a lot of ambition and a lot of a lot of drive. I was a young guy, and um, I think without that eight years, I could have just charged right ahead in, into corporate and probably not nearly valued people nearly as enough as I do now, because I learned about the humanity of everyone and everyone struggling with things, and it really, I think, sensitized me to that. And I needed to, uh, I needed that myself. Um, Plus, like I said, it was a great opportunity to kind of stretch my wings and, and learn a lot. But it was super formative years for us. And, uh, you know, it's kind of the golden age of our marriage and our young family. Yeah. Did you have moments? I could think of a moment that I had when I was delivering turkey on a Thanksgiving to somebody that um, had HIV. And I remember I, I was so eager to do this. I mean, my gosh, what this did for me, for my soul in that mm -hmm. time where I didn't have a J-O-B, like a J-O-B, right, right. that. Uh, <laughs> what it did, I can't even describe, but I think about it, I feel like crying when I think about it. But there were moments where I learned lessons I wouldn't have learned. Uh, so for example, the day I delivered turkey to somebody who opened it up in front of me and just cried, just mm. cried. And his wow. comment to me was simple. And this is what he said. And we both started to cry. He said, I mean, this may not sound much, but here's what he said. He sat there, opened up the turkey, you know, and we were supposed to stay to make sure people were okay. And opened up the turkey and looked at it. And the heat, right, was still okay. coming off the food. Okay. And he, and he just looked at me and he said, the turkey's hot. And I thought, I mean, little things like this we take for granted. And I said, yes. I said, um, we have a, a, a goal that we have to get from the time we get it to a person's house in this area within six minutes. And he said, I've never eaten a hot meal. Every meal that's been given wow. to me and delivered has wow. never been hot. And so that's about dignity right there. Oh, man. Um, and I know you had to learn something like that. Tell me a little bit. What were some of those pivotal moments? Oh, my for goodness. You? Oh, there were there were so many. One's coming to mind right now. Um, I, I was kind of doing like two or three jobs. Uh, you know, we all worked really hard there and we all played real hard. Most of the staff lived right in this big old boarding home. And uh, I remember at one time I just I think I was having seasonal affective disorder, which I get every fall. And I was trying a bunch of things and I just kind of cr crashed somewhat. I mean, not, not permanently, but I had a, a rough time. And there was this one guy, uh, his name was Ralph, uh, like late sixties. And, and I knew him, he lived on my floor and, you know, we weren't close or anything like he's just a, just a, just kind of a nice guy, kind of in the shadows. And he saw me walking down the hall and he just came up to me and he put his hand on my shoulder and he just looked at me 
he didn't know all my situation or anything, but you could probably read it on my face. And he goes, it's going to be all right, Pete. It's going to be all right. And it was his tone of voice and everything. And it just was such a flip for me because I was working really hard to love on these people and, and do all these things. And here I was in need. And someone who I least expected came and gave me my soul exactly what it needed at the time, which mm. at the time was acceptance and uh, just a realization that it, things were going to work out. And um, it, it felt so wonderful. It, it was very humbling, but it felt really great. Wow. Um, you know, we're just uh, touching upon some of the things we're going to talk about today because, you know, people may be thinking, how does this relate to making the switch to your dream career? And I have to tell you, you're going to hear today how very, very important it is to really look at the things we're about to talk about today. Because making the switch has so much to do about who you are, what your journey's been, what may have happened before, and what your true desires are. Pete, before we go to break, how can people find out more about Coach Pete? Yeah, so uh, please come and visit me on my website at petecoaching.com. Uh, there's some career-specific info on there. If you go under services, you'll see that on the menu. Um, I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can find me there. And how about your radio show? Oh, yeah, Dynamic <laughs> Destiny Radio here on Transformation <laughs> Talk Radio. Yeah, and that's, that's on my website too. Plus, you can go to dynamicdestinyradio.com. And uh, yeah. Dynamic Destiny Radio, folks. Let's take a short break. When we come back, here's what I want to ask everybody, because I want you to call in or say something on social media or Facebook if you hear me okay. 1-800-930-2819. Are you ready? Are you ready to receive your dynamic destiny today? Coach Pete and me. We'll be right back. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Hi, I'm Laura Meeks, and the most common problem that my clients face is all work and no play. This is why I created Fly High Living. I help you develop a balanced life plan and guide you to a place where you love to wake up in the morning. Call 888-666-1570 or go to flyhighliving.com to sign up for the four-week Flight Plan for Life course. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. 
For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit thekarmicpath.com. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific Time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The power of inspiration and awakening radio with Julia Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Wow. Welcome back. Welcome back. Look, I had to have this conversation today because of an event that happened in my life last week. And this is about making the switch to your dream career. And, and I am so grateful Coach Pete is joining me here today. And there's a reason, you know, his show Dynamic Destiny, but beyond being like out of the box to help you with things. What I want to say is there is an energy sometimes that will hold you back. And, I've, and I talked about this last week, Pete. There's an energy that holds people back. And that energy that would hold us back would be the energy of doubt, and it might even be the energy of fear. But what Coach Pete does in helping people tune in, plug in, and launch forward into their own unique dynamic destiny is he has been through the range of it. I mean, you just heard him talk about, you know, what he did in order to understand the humility that it takes to work with another person. And I, I can't say that enough. You know, those of us that work one-on-one or with groups, we have had a level of humility that has been on our doorsteps for a point in our journey that is so hard to describe. That's what makes Pete good at what he does. I mean, you heard him. He cleaned toilets, he cooked food, right? I wash so my t- hands between those. Exactly. <laughs> I, that's true. Yeah, I, That was probably before we had that squirty stuff, right? It was. It was. That's right, I got to say, that's a good one. Um, but, but here we are, Pete. You know, um, I was really struck by how people struggle so hard because they have a dream and their current situation is miserable. And the answer isn't always quit that job and jump into this. Absolutely. I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. In, in the journey, 
that we go on and you've had a, a bunch of different careers, how do you help people either take the leap or create the leap path, so to speak? That is a great question, uh, Dr. Pat. And, uh, you know, maybe a good way to, to do that is to just tell uh, a story. Yeah. So one of my, one of my clients, um, he's a high tech, uh, it guy and facing ageism. Okay. And this guy has some big wins in his background. He was working for a global pharmaceutical company here in New Jersey and he was the go-to guy. I mean, he was keeping the lights on and everybody relied on him. But through acquisitions, downsizing, what have you, all of a sudden he's in this job that's not well-paying and he's not being well-respected and he's fitting into this slot and he's miserable. And uh, one of the things I do as a coach is try to tap into their dynamic destiny. And how do, how do we know those things? Well, it's written kind of in you. Your purpose in life is expressed through your unique talents. And I have five real quick questions I ask people. We'll go deeper into these when I coach them. But I say, ask yourself, do some reflection. What have I really enjoyed in my past? What, what really makes me come alive? Second, ask others because they can often see you better than you can see yourself. Third, I say ask science. So I have my clients take a different assessments because they reveal things and give you a language to understand your talents better. Fourth, I say ask a professional, and that would be me, a coach, or anyone else who can really is skilled at these things. And fifth, I say ask God. Pray about it. <sighs> if, if you were born to make a difference in the world and there's a purpose for your life, don't you think he's like, wants you to know that? <laughs> So ask him and he's going to show you. He'll, he'll, it might not be instant lightning bolt, but it'll it'll become clearer if that's truly your desire. So I work with Jim on that and there's some a process and, and things that we go through. And uh, and so my client, um, he identified the number one thing, you talk about the negative energy, that was making him so miserable. Partly it was the pay. But we identified one of his important values for him. And when I say values, I don't always mean moral values. Right. Just what do you value as a person? He, respect was really important to him. He didn't need the title so much, but he wanted respect. And, you know, he, he had some of those. One time, the CEO and the CIO of this global pharmaceutical company said to him, I sleep better at night because you're at the controls. And that was such affirmation for him. And, you know, he got an office and things. And it wasn't... he. If you met the guy, he's just really a normal kind of down-to-earth guy. But that was important to him. He wasn't getting at his current job. Once he identified that, and then part two was don't let your job define your self-worth. That is so, so, so important. Realize you have something to offer, and you're not, uh, you're not a slave of the system. Okay, You can feel that way, but that's up to you, your mentality. You can either say oh, this is the only opportunity I have. I can't make a jump because I make too much money here or whatever. And, 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 and you feel rotten and your boss doesn't appreciate you or you don't get along with your coworkers or it's a bad fit. It doesn't line up with your talents. You're not succeeding. A lot of reasons. Man, life is short. And to live in a situation like that for so long is, is really, really just grind you down. Then you don't have energy to go look. No. Right? Because you're just exhausted. You're, you know, your soul is exhausted. 
And so then we work on, on that and say, you know, you have a unique set of capabilities. And when we ask those five questions that we, I, I talked about before, people get, start to get clarity. Like, oh, you know what? Uh, or that question that you ask, even in your intro, what would you do if you, wouldn't, if you couldn't fail? Right. And they yeah. start to see, you know what? I kind of feel like I was born to do this, but I'm not getting any opportunities. Yeah. Well, you can get out there and start to talk about that, but no one can help you if you can't describe what you want to do. And that's so important is getting that clarity and saying, you know, I do this right now, but, and then we start talking, uh, coaching, what we start to identify is, you know, you have skills. Sometimes a lot of people are, I've seen, I've seen people pulling in 250K and higher thinking the only job they can do is the one they're currently in. Yeah. And we have to help them understand you have acquired skills that can be used in a lot of other situations. They're called transferable skills, but you've never took the time to kind of catalog those and go through. And once they see this, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Budgeting is the same almost at every place. I'm a really, I can do budgeting. Great. I can delegate well. Great. That's a transferable skill. I can envision or write down of it. I can keep people in order. I'm, I'm good at shuffling priorities. Whatever it is, these are really powerful. Then when you take that, uh, those skills start to map it up with what you really think you want to be doing this all of a sudden they start to get the energy and then still don't necessarily take a leap. I have taken a few leaps. Okay. They don't have to take a leap. There's ways you can gradually move into that. Yeah. I, I went through this process myself. We talked about I that. Was, I was just going to say you yeah. and I can talk about this because we've actually gone through it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, and I'm still alive. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lived through it. You know, you, you will survive. And one of the things I want to talk with you about when we come back is uh, let's just call it uh, the dynamic destiny chain of events for a moment. And when we come back, one of the things I want to talk about is how something shows up. You and I have talked about this, about the radio show, something shows up. And you think to yourself, I did not ask for this because we're not focused on the possibilities surrounding the desire. Or when something shows up, it may be a step towards something, right? But we get so in the moment of ungrateful for whatever the thing is because it doesn't look like the new shiny job or the book deal or whatever that is that we don't see it with fresh eyes. And you and I talked about this. I started a mantra and it had to be about seven years ago or so because my friend Deb Engel wrote a book. And when I got the book, I almost picked up the phone, Pete, and called her back and said, Deb, and I hadn't even read the book. I almost said, wait a minute. This can't be right. This book called The Only Little Prayer You Need. And mm. I said, I haven't read the book, but I'm telling you, it can't be. Blah, 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 blah. And then I read the book and I realized it could be. But what is that thing that we forget to do in moments of despair, disappointment, or things that look like they're not getting us to where we are? When we come back, we're going to talk about the elements of dynamic destiny so that you can see the chain of events that are happening right in front of you. Because this is what Pete sees every day. 
things that are happening in front of you and how Pete helps the people he works with understand they're all part of the divine plan. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death? From debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you for doing that. 
Uh, Coach Pete is my very special guest today and also fabulous host of the crazy good show, uh, Dynamic Destiny Radio. But before we jump on that, I, I, I think we're talking about a lot of things, Pete. And I want to make sure Pete have, uh, if people have your contact information. Sure. So either they could ask a question during your shows or they could get a hold of you directly. What's the best way for people to do that? Okay, so uh, visit my website, PeteCoaching.com. Uh, email me anytime, askpete at PeteCoaching.com. And then uh, we're talking about career here, and um, I have some pages dedicated to uh, a career journey on my website. And just go to the menu and under services, you'll see career. And uh, I, I do a lot of one-on-one individual coaching with people looking to make a career transition, whether whether it's by choice or sometimes they're forced into it because they got laid off or something. And then, um, you know, hey, if one-on-one coaching isn't your thing, or maybe you don't think you can swing it, maybe you're not, you, you, you haven't seen the power of coaching yet, I do a group coaching uh, for, for career as well, a, a group coaching seminar. It's uh, four one-hour sessions and four half-hour sessions spread out over eight different weeks. And we all do the homework together. Um, you don't get as much one-on-one attention from me, but you're like a web, you're like on a webcast type of a thing and you see the other people and we all work together and make new friends and uh, kind of all work together. It's lower in price, but uh, it's, it's a kind of a different scenario, but I, a lot of people got success out of that as well. Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, so Pete, thank you for today. And thank you for joining me today. Um, I've had some things happen in my life and what they appear to be, uh, sometimes is not the thing I expected to get me to where I want to go. They just don't. They or they didn't. Um, but what I've learned is uh, that as I look back, and I think I got the lesson after one or two events like this, where I said, "Oh, there may be something else coming." Like, "Oh," um, sometimes things show up that don't look like they are the next step for us to get where do we want to go. Can you talk about that for a little bit and how you coach people to see? And, you know, my friend Deb, when she wrote the book, The Only Little Prayer You Need, once I figured out that what she said the prayer was as simple as thank you, God, and it depends on what the thing is, it's just thank you, God. If you can't say anything else about what shows up, that's what you say. Um, but sometimes we don't, sometimes we look at something and say, what the bleep is that? Tell us about that. And has that happened to you? Oh, absolutely. Many, many times. Um, you know, uh, Dr. Pat, I think one of the things we confuse is the trappings of what we say desire with what truly is a heart's desire. And we get those confused and we say, uh, what's your, if I ask someone, hey, what's your desire for great? Oh, I want a great job that pays, you know, uh, $200,000 and great health insurance and all and vacation time and stuff. And those are the trappings. But what's, what's your really, what's your heart's desire? Well, stability, I don't want to have, you know, big financial concerns. Well, guess what? If you have financial concerns now, you're going to have it when you have more money too. That's a different issue. But what's your true heart's desire? And for most people that's baked into you, it's different for each person of how can you make a difference and how can you use your talent? And when you come alive and you become, you get into your zone, 
we get blinded to that because, you know, we're told this narrative over and over again, this is what success looks like. And there's these icons, you know, through the media and all, all that. We, we lock onto those things. Then, as you were saying, these opportunities come to us. And by the way, an opportunity rarely comes in a nice gift box with a bow on it and a tag directly for, to you exactly what you want. It doesn't look like that. It's usually just the next step. And you don't even know it's the next step until you know you follow that path and some of it doesn't always work out but a lot of times it does and you know there's this uh there's this phrase that i really like it says um god's will is best understood in hindsight and how many of us can say that looking back on my life wow oh, you know this no was question. a twist and yeah this is a twist and a turn didn't really work out the way I thought or, you know, but I'm really glad it did. In fact, um, there was a song out about a decade ago, God bless the broken road that led me straight to you. And, and that's the way our lives are. When you're in the middle of it, it doesn't feel like a blessing and it doesn't feel like guidance, but try things because if you overthink it and if you're, if you're too wrapped up and focused on something super specific, you're going to miss the bigger picture. And it could be that God's trying to bless you with something that's really going to satisfy you and you'll be much happier. I'll give you a couple examples of this with some of my clients when it comes to career. And I do want to say this, how fast this happens sometimes. When we work to get clarity with, with my clients and like, you know, really, what do you want? Well, I want this. Yeah, but really what's under, and I'm always going for that desire thing underneath. I had this one guy, um, he was stuck in an IT job, um, bored, hour and a half commute one way, forget it, right? And he was stuck there and he was really frustrated because he saw the role of what the chief information officer really could be in an organization. And he said, it's not what's happening in my organization. And when he started to talk to me, I could just tell there was, there was something real legit about that. There was an energy in him and he came alive and I pressed into it and I said, what do you really want? What do you really want? And finally he said, you know, I want to be a, a, a CIO with that vision. And and I leaned into him and said, well, why aren't you going for it? Why aren't you looking for opportunities and starting to talk to people about that? And you could just see he was afraid because it sounded a little radical at the time. Um, and, you know, we coached through it. His goal was to get a job in six months. And he would just take anything if it was closer. In three weeks, he had the job. He was functioning as the CIO with that new vision in a completely different industry. But that's how fast it happened. Once he got clarity, then he could start to take steps. And, and Dr. Pat, I think sometimes, you know, there's the providential aspect of it, but there's something else too. I think maybe these opportunities are coming to us at times, but because we don't have clarity, we don't know how to spot them or to get that. Some people say there's like a vibration to it, or there's like, you know, I, I don't know why. I just look twice at that. It's like, you know, there's, I'm just intrigued by that. I'm going to go at least... Take a step, folks. Take a step. You don't have to have it all figured out, but go try and yeah. you'll see what comes. Yeah. Look, here's a specific example. And uh, one of the things I do, Pete, talked about this. I lay out our full year of, okay, what, what do we want? I, I do it at multiple levels. What One is, what service will I do this year? that I also do what will we do to advance our the level of our host I lay that out and then this year I was uh, I was looking at myself and what I said is I want to get back to some of the things once our technology is finished I want to get back to being out and sharing 
a message of positivity. That, and that's all I wrote. But I kind of said kind of the way I used to do it, but I wasn't clear. And it was fascinating because this year was filled with hiccups, but you can't plan this. So here it is, Pete. I want you to comment on this. And, and I think we'll go ahead and skip the next break. I want you to comment on this. I laid this stuff out and we had a little hiccup with the programmer we hired about our, our new technology. But we found out about three weeks ago, Merrick, our current programmer, somehow cleared his slate of what he had to do. And he was available to super expedite this. And my gosh, don't you want the person that helped build what you have to really rebuild it and upgrade it? But once that was done, and once we got the agreement and we all said yes, something strange happened and maybe not strange. So what happened was I get a call out of the blue from somebody that I worked with eight years ago, Jane. And she said something like, I want you to be part of this thing. And I emailed her and what she did was eight years later, her dream came true to set up a nonprofit that's about love and love notes, right? And then somehow she partnered with a, you know, a young man to write a song about love. And the young man, Tata Prince, happens to be the nephew of John Legend. Oh, wow. And within days, Jane sends me a list and my name and and I just said, yeah, I'd be part of what what is it? But I didn't know it was like October 1st. It was like five days <laughs> and it's October 1st and you got to wear white. And I get my and I see my name, Pete. On the list of people. That I never thought I'd be on and within two days. And by the way, then she wants us to do interviews. So I dragged Jessica within two days. I found myself talking to people like uh, Alfre Woodard and talking to people like, you know, in John Legend, Beyonce's parents. And then I find myself on stage doing a music video. Now, <laughs> I did not ask for that, right? Were you a dancer? I am a good dancer. Thank God. <laughs> and I think Jessica's got some pictures. But then John's best friend, Tony, says, you need to come on stage. So here we are. You can't plan this. No. <laughs> can't find white in the Pacific Northwest if your life depended on it. But thank you, Hannah, at Nordstrom's Rack from <laughs> hunting in the back of the room to find me an outfit that Jessica's going to post. But you see, I could have said no to that, Pete. So I want you to talk to this for a minute because everything in my mind was like, wow, we're moving into new space on the first. Wow, my gosh, we just made an investment. Well, the, the, the tickets, the hotel, uh, am I going to find uh, that? Almost, almost got put in the no, I don't think I can go. Help us with this because people are getting things delivered to them and they're coming up with reasons not to do it. How do you help people? Yeah, that's with right. That? It's, it's, uh, so there's a, another, I love, I love um, little quips and uh, quotes and idioms. You might, you might've heard this when the best fruit is out on a limb. 
the best fruit is out on and it's true that's the way apples grow it's It's at the end and you have to go out on a limb if you want if you want to get the fruit and so we we just get all safe and we're just programmed habit used to saying no all the time oh there's risk and there's so many things that aren't a big risk it's all you have to do is just give a little bit of time or explore something new um dr pat there's one other point that i want to emphasize in your in your last story that's sure. really important for for career search because the way to get a job a good job is through networking okay if you're looking at job postings and uh things like that um you're gonna get really discouraged it's demeaning <laughs> these job descriptions only jesus could refill these job descriptions they're crazy <laughs> It's, 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 and if you've been on the hiring side, it doesn't work that way anyway. They're just putting out this standard thing. But if you're the right candidate, they'll change the, they'll even change the job description to get you in. But the best jobs are found before those get posted. And how are you going to get those? It's through networking. Now, when I bring up networking, so many people just, they just disqualify themselves. Oh, I'm not that outgoing. I don't know that many people. And there's a couple of practical points I want to bring up, and, and your story plays right into this. First of all, you have to believe that people want to help you. And you just, just give people the benefit that they do want to help you. Okay. You, if somebody came to you and said, Hey, could you help me? Do you, you know, um, gave you a very specific request and you could help them? Of course you'd do that. You know, you want somebody's out of work, nobody wants to see yeah. that. They want to yeah. help you. So yeah. they, that's the first thing is believe that. Second, you got to help them help you. So you have to be specific in your ask. Okay. I can't, it's terrible. If somebody comes up to me, Hey, I'm out of work right now. Can you, you know, anything that's open? I was like, Oh yeah. But like, what do you want to do? And I don't know if it's going to be fit. And I'm not going to make that introduction for you. If you're coming across like Mr. Miss vague. Okay. But if you said, Hey Pete, you know what? Um, I'm doing a, I'm, I'm in a career transition right now. And I know that I really want to be in, um, I do a lot of IT guys. So I'll just do that again. I want to be in IT specifically. Um, I'm, uh, I like to oversee a group and I, I especially like to train younger people and developing them in a career in systems administration. And, uh, I like to work for a company that's about 500 user, 500 people in it or less. And uh, somewhere in, uh, you know, a 50 mile radius. Oh, now I think I could help you because, <laughs> I, you know, or at least I'm going to be thinking about it. And next time I see somebody with that opportunity, I'll put you in touch with them. But here's the point. The third point of networking. It's not who you know. It's not. You always hear that. Oh, it's not what you know. It's, who, it's not who you know. It's who they know. Right. That, right. That is the power. And that was your story. You didn't know all these people who are like producing a music video and all these other things, but they knew other people. It's not who you know, it's who they know. And if all you need to do, get specific on your ask and have one phrase that really talks about when you do meet the right person, what your value is. And when my friend uh, that I was telling you about before, you know what, he, he actually changed his story. He, I, he changed his LinkedIn profile and he said, the CEO of a global pharmaceutical company once said, I sleep better at night because you're at controls at the controls. That was it. It says so much. That's huge value. This guy's reliable. He's it's, trustworthy. He can oh handle my gosh. And it, it just, it, it, it just sings, you know, it just tells the whole story. So, um, 
So don't be afraid of, of networking, okay? You can do it. And start anywhere in an organization. You don't have to know like the, exactly the hiring manager. Just start talking and say, well, you know, I, I, I really like your company. This is, by the way, there's another great way. Don't go looking for, oh, oh, they don't have an opening. I'm not going to go for it. Well, if it's a company that you like their value, say, you know, I really like your company. I'm, I'm really interested in, hey, would you mind talking? I just said 10 minutes. I just have some questions for you. And then you say, well, this is what I do. You know, if there's ever a good fit here, I'd, I think I'd really, you know, think I'd really love to help make a difference at, at your company. Well, you know what? Wow. It's funny you should say that <laughs> because somebody just put in their notice and I'm not sure how long it'll take, but probably in the next four to six weeks. Okay. But this is how this works. Okay. It's, uh, it's getting your message out there. You know, we all, we, a lot of us on uh, probably your listeners are, have heard of the law of attraction. Yes. But you got, no, it's not, it's not the lazy person's out, way out. That's one thing. That's oh, no. the downside of that, right? We don't want to be thinking that way. It's about getting clarity and being specific on what you want and what you can do, what you can, how you can serve others too. If you're clear on that, it's amazing the opportunities that open up. Yeah. The thing I love about what you're talking about is, uh, and I want to uh, also talk about what, you know, what you work with people to see. We can't all see this, Pete. And what I mean by that is I can't see it in me. I mean, I, I can't see these things. That's why I have people that I go to to help me. And I think that's, the, that's one of the things I want to make sure people understand about the work you do. And that is you help people see things that for whatever reason, we may be a little blinded about, yep. right? Yep. Especially, um, Dr. Pat, on my show, my first show, I talked about this on Dynamic Destiny Radio. Um, we think about blind spots and it's usually in a negative connotation, like, oh, you have a bad habit and you're just blind to it. You know, so many people are blind to their exceptional talents as well because it came easy to them and they didn't have to work real hard for it. They just dismiss it. Oh, everyone can do that. No, not everyone has the ability to find the exact right phrase. In, in when you know, always that you're, that person, they always like know exact right thing to say when we're stuck in our marketing or writing up a message. Or not everyone can juggle the balls like you do and just make it. You know, the the new process when a curveball comes and you just know how to make it keep working. Oh well, no, anyone can do that. It's not a big deal. That's a blind spot. That is a big deal. You're exceptional at it and you need to understand, celebrate it, highlight it, and actually lead with that because you want to be in a job that uses those talents. That's when you become alive. And the title of this episode is about your dream career. Like your dream career is not about gobs and gobs of money. I learned that yeah. in my first two years working as an engineer. Did I you? you I, I did. I was making deep, for a guy my age, I was making good money. And after two years, I was like, I'm really unhappy and money is not the answer. And I saw it like I was, I was 23 years old when I learned that lesson. I had it happen again in a different career stint. I made more money than I had ever made ever as my, in my adult career. And when I left after four years and I was like, I can't think of anything significant that I've accomplished here. Yeah. And it was, it was so empty. And so um, your dream is where you can get in your zone, where you come fully alive, where you're, you're using your gifts and talents, and you're in an environment that you're, you're moving 
you're moving the ball forward in a way that you believe in and that you really want to contribute to. That's satisfaction. That's fulfillment. And I'll tell you what, uh, th those are the people who can't wait to get to work on Monday morning. Yeah. And, you know, one thing you said, and I know we've got a few minutes, but I want to ask you about it. This didn't happen overnight for me. Right. I mean, I got booted out of a corporate job six months away from a pension because I refused to fire somebody that had 29 years, 11 months of service. And if you're if you're in a director, executive director, HR in a Fortune 100 company, you don't do that. But I couldn't. Something happened to me during that time. Mm. Wow. But I knew that it had to be divinely guided. But here's the thing. I didn't get to this place from there to here. Isn't it true that sometimes if you're that miserable in your job, you may have to look for another job on the pathway to your destiny. Absolutely. And just don't say, yeah. It's but people think, stone. oh, my God, I'm, I'm lousy over here. I just want to live my dream. Well, wait a minute. You got to take care of the lousy thing that the abuse first. Or it's going to follow you. Guess what? Ooh. You're going to wind up in another. Ooh. You'll attract it. I, right. I did that myself. I, oh. I really did. How I got into coaching, I was full, you know, I was full time at an IT startup. By the way, I did 22 years in high tech startups after the nonprofit. And now I've been a full time coach for three years. I started part time coaching on the side, side gig, huge trend right now, especially with people that are middle aged and older. For three years and i got i got trained i got educated got some certifications started practicing started oh, getting some man. paying clients yeah. as i was ramping up and then when it was time to flip the switch went full time and thank you yeah it's it, there are ways to do this but start and, small thank you but here's the thing i hope you're going to do a show on this and i know we got to run i hope you're going to do a show on like what if your job really stinks and your boss is abusive i mean you know, does that get in the way from your next step to your dream? But you nailed it. If you leave a job as a victim, so to speak. <laughs> oh, man, that's a mouthful right there. You're you going you're, you're to attract it another time. You've yeah, got to even do the in your dream, even if you go, oh, I'm going to start my dream, but you're taking that with you. You are going to take the victim energy to your dream and that is not dynamic destiny. Pete, one last question. Thank you for today. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? Okay, this is it. You need to believe this. You really are God's gift to the world. Okay. And we need you. We all need you to be your best version of yourself. Because without that, we're missing out on what we're supposed to get from you. You are God's gift to the world. Boy, I'll say that is the energy of dynamic destiny. Pete, thank you so much. Coach Pete, I'm Dr. <laughs> Pat. We've got to do this show on this, this victim energy moving forward. It would be Something. great. We got to do it. It would be great. We got to do it. I know what it's like. Let's take a short break, everybody. Coach Pete, website Pete, please, one more time. PeteCoaching.com. All right, everybody. Let's take a shorty. We'll be right back.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.